This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Ugh, you're going to get everything. Support. Dogs bark. Just fuck it, Dan. Just, I'm Through your this support drop, of our Patreon. I'm throwing Patreon.com slash Says Who. Our Patreon, this- where every Sunday, pretty much every Sunday, except for this coming Sunday, the 3rd of July, because we are so patriotic that we are not putting out a uh, a town watch. But most every other Sunday, you get an entire another bonus episode of this very podcast. You get another me and Maureen in your ears every Sunday, most every Sunday. If you give it the 5 or $10 a month level, that's at patreon.com slash says who. If you give it that $10 a month level, you also become a member of the says who sticker club and you get a sticker in the mail. This time I traveled a thousand miles with envelopes so that we can mail you your July sticker here from the road. That's right. Patreon.com slash says who I'm stalling while Maureen is typing. I'm typing a message to my doctor. <laughs> we'll get there. Would you like to tell them about books, Maureen? No. Oh, would I? Let's see. <laughs> books. <laughs> books, huh? Yeah. Yes, I've heard about books. Have you? Yeah. Hey, actually, I'm going to tell you about a book. I would love to hear about a book. You don't have to hear about mine. Okay. Um, Because you know about mine. And when you you buy my books, I hope you enjoy them and read them and that um, they give you um, some respite give you a good time. I'm working hard to give you a good time with the nine liars. It's real big. It's the biggest book I ever wrote. So I'm looking to wow. give you a vacation. I'm brain vacation, a braincation. Uh, but I want to tell you about a book called the handbook for a post row America, the complete guide, yeah. complete guide to abortion legality access and practical support by Robin Marty. If you just put in handbook for a post row America, just FYI, a, uh, an anti-choice, one of those fake, Adoption clinic things are trying to push a book and they're trying to give it the same handle. So technically there is it is you should be looking for the new handbook, which is an updated edition. The handbook, the normal handbook is also out, but the right. new handbook for the post row America is the most recent edition, which she put out, I believe, last year. And it's by Robin Marty, M-A-R-T-Y. Yeah. And also what's really cool about this is that, and I spoke to Seven Stories Press who published this, when you buy the ebook, first of all, when you buy the, um, the book, they send you an EPUB file so you can read it electronically, or you can buy the EPUB file, and it has no DRM on it. And they have said, what you do with it is up to you. Yeah. They have said, that means you can buy the ebook, and it's, it's not expensive. Uh, it's $7 to buy from them and then you can send it to people. Yeah. They're okay with it. They're okay with disseminating this information. Um, you can buy it from seven stories press. If you just put in this uh, book, uh, it is my reading. It is my current reading. It's going to be, in fact, it's on tonight's reading schedule. Cause I'm going to get to where I've been and what I've been doing. Um, but it's, uh, They've really been great about making this completely shareable. You're not doing anything illegal. They're fine with it. You can email this shit. 
You can yeah. buy copies and you can leave them in free libraries or places you think it's needed and you can email it to people and it's okay. So you're not committing they are any crimes. struggling to keep the print edition in print, but just this morning they said if you order directly from them, they can get you the print edition. Yep. But uh, and also, the EPUB obviously available at any moment. Yeah, I oh, I ordered the ebook and it you can just open it with any with any program and you can it's great and you can share it. I already emailed it to somebody and it's fine. So it totally works. Um so that's my book recommendation because uh, I don't know some shit happened this week and I am out of iced tea. <laughs> I was drinking iced tea. We'll get there. We have so much to talk about. We're recording later than normal. It's 420. Oh, it's 420. Hey yo. <clears throat> if you Let's would like to down. order books on the internet, including that book, down. if it is in 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 stock right now, you can always go to kickbezosintheballs.org, which will connect you to our little bookshop, a little happy place on the internet where you can quickly get Maureen's books and other books. There will be a quick link. If there is not already, I think there might already be one to the new handbook for Post-Romerica. That is it. Kickbezosintheballs.org. If you're buying things on the internet, I'm once again, uh, I'm once again stalling because Maureen's doing something. If no, you just keep talking, just keep are, talking. Uh, buying things on the internet, you could also go over to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where you can get says who merchandise, including shirts and mugs and all sorts of other good stuff. And you know what? I have one other thing to tell you, which is this: in the summers, I travel around America in a trailer. With my wife Janice and my I'm getting family. more iced tea. And our <laughs> and every single night Janice and I talk about our day. Uh, and we record it and we put it out as a podcast called The Hitch, which is now out and streaming literally daily for the next 50 days. Uh, go to thehitchpodcast.com, subscribe. It is a little escape most of the time. If you would like to be out on the road with us, we invite you in at thehitchpodcast.com. Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order, please? Okay, I'm going to need, um, how much, um, you know those, huh? uh, the ketchup pumps that you have? Oh, do you have no. ketchup pumps? Yeah, we do have... We do have ketchup pumps because we're a fast food establishment right. and we don't give the packets out in the store. Instead, we have a pump and you can you can pump a little little paper cup with with ketchup if you would like to dip your french fries or even your chicken nuggets or some people like to sort of dunk their hamburger as they take bites. So, gross. yeah, we, gross. we we like to uh we like to allow people to dunk whatever they'd like to dunk in ketchup. Why do you ask? It's just sort of sitting in the main part of your restaurant so I can go in and access it. If, you've, if you'd like to park and come in and order food, yeah. you're more than welcome to use our ketchup pump for your ketchup pumping needs. It's not, is it, is it like locked in? I mean, it's attached to the larger condiment bar. Yes, there's napkins and the um, and the little lids for the cups, and also right, straws. Right, right. And then there's well, the could, pump for ketchup. I mean, you must be able to sort of lift the thing in and out because you have to refill it, right? Like it's got to be a kind of thing that comes in and out, right? 
I mean, I'm not actually the person that has to refill the ketchup pump because I worked the right. I worked the drive through, so right. I don't exactly know the mechanics of the ketchup pump, but I do know that sometimes it can be really messy. Right. So what if I mean technically I can go in and get all the ketchup, like I could just fill a bag with it. I mean, that's not really um that's not really the the nature of the ketchup pump. Sure. Like you could, but, if you wanted a lot of ketchup, right? you could just simply go to like a Kroger or mm-hmm. a, um, a Safeway and buy a very large bottle of ketchup. In fact, mm-hmm. I believe that you can even, if you went to like a Gordon food service, you could get a very large can of ketchup if that's what you're looking for. Now, if I slipped you $20 right now, would you, um, would you just give me that pump? No, there's no direct tipping of of drive through employees. Mm-hmm. So could you just hand it to me for free? No, I'm not allowed to handle the ketchup pump. As I said, I work the, in the drive through lane, and I don't handle the loose ketchup. I right. only handle loose ketchup, ketchup packets. That's the thing. It's loose ketchup that I'm dealing with. Would you? Do you know how to get ketchup out of walls? But let's just say it's happened. That you have ketchup on a wall. Yep. I think that you would probably just use a sponge and maybe right. some kind of cleaner like a 409 or a Fantastic ah, or yeah. one of those uh, method cleaners that you can get at Target. I knew you I should want? come there's to you. A, okay. There's a Kids, Target get- just in the next, in the next mall down. That's fantastic. Get in the car. Go to Target. Not, come on, come on, come on, still, come on. Come on, no, come on, come on. I'm still, come on, come on. I'm still, on. I'm still come on. on the clock. Kid. I'm not coming kid. in. Kid. Can I? You, kid. I don't know that I want to know this, but why, kid. why do you have ketchup on a wall? Kid, it's time to roll. The podcast there. It's not a podcast, is it? No. In fact, it's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. Mm. I'm Maureen Johnson. Before we get into it, Dan, I just these are the new glasses I bought, and they bring me so much pleasure. They're really they look kind of vintage. They have this kind of yeah. They look kind of like a like like your grandma would have had them in the seventies. Yeah, they right? are. They're, uh, they're sort of they they are covered with little glass half circles mm-hmm. in in long lines. It, they are very those are very sort of seventies grandma looking glasses. I like those. Yeah, they catch light sort of, really well. Yeah, they catch light really well. It's just really satisfying to drink out of them, and yeah, everything you put in them just just looks nicer. Maureen like, is holding up a glass of iced tea that she mm. went. Partway through recording the beginning, she just got up, filled the glass Mm. of iced tea, and came back with it. Is there like a little mint leaf in there, too? Oh, fuck yeah, Dan. Look at that. Man, you're not kidding around. Oh, there's like a whole sprig. Yeah. When you put them in there, just like because the mint grows so quickly, I just grab a big piece and I stick it in there. Um, We didn't record last week, did we? No, we did not. 
I was in Iowa City with tenuous internet connection, and you were sort of having a rolling series of issues. I don't even remember. It was so crazy last week that I no longer remember what was happening. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, you had a your book deadline kind of was creeping into the day to right. get the edits back. And suddenly it oh, was sort of right. like we were pushing back. And then you had uh, a friend that suddenly needed to stay at your place because yes. the place they were going to stay had a COVID outbreak. And yes. I think there was some other thing happening in the mix there as well. I don't remember I think- what the third thing was. And at that point I said, maybe we should just be human and not try to record. I'm starting to remember why I felt the way I have for the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, sorry. So I'm going. To, there's a number of things going on today. We're gonna we're gonna talk you through the the behind the scenes. Dan is recording from inside his trailer. Yep. I I'm am recording in. while. Uh, so right before we recorded, <laughs> let's just walk <laughs> through the timeline of today. Before. So we realized that this hearing there was a hearing today that started at one there was a january 6th hearing that they announced last night yeah and we were like we should and we usually record at 1 30 and we were like we should probably put it off to watch whatever what this just popped out of nowhere something seems to be going on we should probably watch it i managed to miss the it was the only thing i was the thing i was supposed to do and i managed to miss the first 45 minutes because right. I thought it was 12.45 and it was 1.45 okay. uh, because I was doing something because I've been trying to slowly ease my way back into life and doing something healthy. And like uh, Oscar is in Sweden. I'm by myself. Okay. I have a week to sort of try to rearrange the world. And I'm, I'm uh-huh. gripping a, a gri- look, I realize I'm gripping this ruler. Like I'm yeah, you're holding stab- a ruler like a, like a real stabby uh-huh. dagger. Like a soul, like a like a spear. Yeah. I didn't realize this is what happens. This is the kind of thing where you look down, and you're like, oh, I'm I'm grabbing things like they're weapons. You're holding it um, close enough. You are literally white knuckling a ruler right now. <laughs> so we watched it. Yeah. So we watched it. We're gonna talk about it. Uh, but then right before we were gonna record, I sent a message to Dan that said, Hey, yes. I have I just this need- message up. Okay, go ahead. We are, this is at uh, the time that I, I am in right now, Mountain Time, one fifty-five p.m. We were recording at 2. I need one second. Have to send a pic to my doctor of this questionable bug bite with a line coming out of it. And then it is accompanied by a photograph <laughs> of Maureen's arm. Mm-hmm. There is it. Is that your elbow crook? Yes. It's the antecubital space of the left arm. It looks exactly like I've just gotten a blood draw. Yeah. So right in her elbow crook, there is a little red circle. And then there is a a one inch line, uh, pretty much straight line emanating toward her hand. So down from her elbow crook. And I know that it's a one inch line because Mm -hmm. in this photograph, there is a little piece of but there's a pen mark at the end of the line co- emanating from this bug bite and you are holding a ruler mm-hmm. what i believe is actually a fabric ruler for cutting fabric uh it's clear and it is exactly at the 1 inch mark mm-hmm. yeah so <laughs> that that was moments before we recorded 
Yeah. So fill us in here, Maureen. Well, I was listening to the recording, or I'm sorry, I was listening to the hearing while I was walking the dog. At some time right before that, I looked down and I was like, I have this weird, looks like I have, looks like I got blood drawn. And I, I didn't. And there's a line. Yeah. I was like, I was like, that's a weird scratch. Um, and then I was like, that is also a bug bite with a line coming out of it. Or I've been scratched. But there's definitely a bug bite, which seems to have a line coming out of it, which is never good. But it wasn't going no. towards my heart. It was going towards my wrist. And I was okay. like, this is weird. So I sent a picture of it to nurse mom. I was like, hey, you know, what do you think about this? And of course, nurse mom went to nurse mom overdrive and started texting me and calling me nonstop. And I was like, okay, I'm going to send a picture to the doctor. Like, but then she was like, bing. So everything was like, bing, ding, 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 ding. And I sent it to the doctor. And he looked at it right away and he was like, huh, that's weird. Like it's going the wrong direction. It's, right. you know, I don't know what to make of that. So, uh, so I've been texting him. And I'm supposed to watch it. So there's a little pen mark. But you see, I also have. Hold on. What is that? It's a magnifying glass, a my friend. Big magnifying glass. Oh, with a light on the bottom. Yeah, the light doesn't work anymore. Um, in case this grows and I have like some sort of a sepsis or something, I guess I'll just go to the doctor. But he's fine. He's so like, the just idea let me know. is that you were to have been bitten by something toxic? You know, it, it happens. Uh, Oscar got a bad one once where he was at E3 in L.A. Okay. He came back to England and he had this spider bite or something. We think it was a spider bite. And it got this huge white circle around it. And then immediately a huge line started going right up his arm towards his heart. And I more or less put him in a bag and dragged him to the doctor. He was like, maybe, I don't know, I'll leave it. And I was like, ah! and I kind of dragged him. Like, I, I just, I was like, getting, a, I shoved him in the trunk of his own car. Like, Let's go. Yeah. Go to the doctor. Um, and they gave him, and they're like, they immediately put him on antibiotic, by antibiotics that he had to take four times a day. Wow. Because um, it's real serious when that happens. And uh, he stopped taking them when the uh, line disappeared instead of finishing the course. And I have okay. been yelling at him about that ever since. And that was Maybe some time ago. Maybe he to have like, super spider powers. It was like 10 years ago, and I'm still like, you stopped taking your very serious antibiotics before the course was over. And he knows now that if he ever does that again, yeah, I will basically just make his life so annoying and unpleasant that it he really, he will never not finish the course of antibiotics. Yeah. I will fucking haunt him like Marley's ghost. <laughs> but Dan, we sit here today. I needed the iced tea because apparently it's it's a hot iced tea summer. Man, that looks like good iced tea. I'm not. I wasn't. I wasn't playing, Dan. I wasn't playing with this batch. Nice. It's make a, my little sugar syrup. Yeah. It especially looks delicious because I'm sitting in the trailer with the air conditioning off oh. because uh, it's too loud to record. It's very. It's a remarkably loud air conditioner. And, Did you uh, make your family go away? Like, where's your family? Yeah, they're there. So we are in uh, Lyons, Colorado, one of the most idyllic and beautiful places on Earth. Uh, the campground that we are in is in a public park, and the public park has a ice cold river running through it and a whole playground. So they're off, I think, chucking rocks in the river while we're recording. Can and you then, swim in uh, the river? Uh, you can tube in the river. 
you can. So, in fact, the team just inflated a tube uh, this afternoon. Uh, maybe heading heading in. I'm not sure, but yeah, you can you can tube in the river. There is an area kind of at the start of the tubing inlet that um, people do swim in as well. But mostly, I see uh, people tubing, or you just kind of walk around. It is um, it is mountain ice melt fed water so it is very cold well all right then so let's uh there's uh you know there is some news there's a little there's a little bit of news we held off recording for this january 6th hearing but the reality is that is the smaller bit of news of the week yeah though Though it is not small by any no, stretch, and we, and we will like talk in any about other it. in any other week, it would be yeah. So let's let's begin with the headline because I feel like ending with the with the what we heard learned today. These are two. I'd say it's a fifty fifty kind of a day, just out of um, self preservation. Yeah. So what we're obviously referring to was the overturning of. Uh, it's still hard to say, like yeah. just reality wise. Uh, the overturning of Roe versus Wade on Friday, Friday at ten fifteen in the morning. Yep. Um, I knew it was going to come on Friday, like everybody else. And i I got up from my computer because I thought they were going to wait and do it at like later in the day. I assumed that yeah. they're like they were just going to fuck around to find out by doing it later in the day. And then I got up for coffee and I was doing something. I came back and it had just gone, you know, it, was, it, poof, it had gone off. Yeah. And yeah. I just sat there, just the old, all bold letters, you know, Roe versus Wade overturned. And I was like, whew, oh boy. Oh, what? Uh, I knew, like everybody else, I knew. Yep. Um, but seeing it, you know, was that just that kind of, it's almost like one of those movies of the bomb explosion where it's just silent. Yeah. Like, it's just like, and you're just watching the footage of it. Um, oh. I don't know how I feel, Dan. Um, I think that I was actually very calm, but my body just started to react. Yep. I, I felt like I had the flu. Like I just had a major yeah. flare and I just felt Oscar went to Sweden as well. So I was kind of by myself and I just felt really sick. Yeah. Um, so what it means is simply women are, we're just less people legally. Yeah. Now laws, as somebody tweeted out today, laws aren't real. Like it's not, you know, we aren't physically less. Right. But legally we are less. Yeah, the the constitutional protection of your own body that yeah. existed on Friday at nine a.m. Mm-hmm. no longer exists, and had li- and had existed for fifty years prior to that. Mm-hmm. Like that's a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And what it means is that people are about to die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, procedures were halted sort of even as the patients were on the way or in the clinic. Yep. Um, 
What's unclear to me still is, I, and I think it's still very unclear because it's just state to state. And so there are some states where abortion is still legal. Yeah. Both your I state live in and my them. state. Yep. Yep. I live in New York. I'm looking into joining a group called Haven, which mm-hmm. provide where you um, provide you a place for people to stay. Mm-hmm. So they, if they come to the city, uh, you give them a place to stay, you give them dinner, you take them to the clinic, and then you stay with them until they wake up. The only problem is I have a dog, and I don't – a dog that's very jumpy with nowhere right. for her to go. So, like, if right. you're pregnant or you're, like, worried about bleeding or abdominal or you're just generally rattled, you may not want a dog barking at you. And so yeah. one of the issues I'm looking at – or I'm like, maybe I can assist that organization in other ways. They need writers, and everybody – you know, yeah. if you need a writer – I could do stuff. Um, but the thing is that we're in it now. Like we're really in it. We're really in, we've been in it and we're really in it. And every, and um, so many women. Oh, here's the big lesson. I feel like I've learned the last couple of days is, uh, or the point I'd really want to make in talking about this is that it's real. This is, um, this is triage. Yeah. And I think the first rule of this triage is don't try to reinvent the wheel. Correct. There is so much work that has already been happening on this front for years. People have done the research and set up the systems. And so this is a time to, uh, I was like, okay, the first thing to do is to start reading. Yep. Like the handbook read uh, about what different organizations are already doing and how they need to be supported. Cause like there is, there is stuff already on the ground. Oh yeah. So like there's funds on the ground, there's groups on exactly. So it's like, there's already organizations out there to join up with. So this is the time to, you know, maybe start by reading the book, then do some research online and like, find out someone to work with because we are literally all going to have to pick up tools. Um, I went to Catholic school, Dan, and I was um, fed along with being fed a lot of other bananas things at my school. Uh, I was forced to watch anti-abortion propaganda movies. Yeah. In class. Yeah. The ones that are like, they're, they're very graphic and they're very brightly colored and they show like, buckets of body parts and stuff like that. They're propaganda films. Uh, we were given little pins to wear, anti-abortion pins to wear. So I, as much as I tried to fight it, I was like, huh, as a teenager, I was like, oh, maybe they have a point. Right. Maybe I'm, yeah, I mean, you and were, I remember. You were literally basting in propaganda. But I was very against everything I was being taught there. But my only right. logic was, oh, I'm going to root for the underdog. Right. Like I, I kind of had, cause I didn't know what I was talking about. Cause I had no actual information. And then right. I told my mom who was a nurse about it. She's like, that's not what any of this is. Like, right. It's what they're teaching. She was like, are you kidding me with this? That's not what abortion is. That's yeah. not real. They're, yeah. they're feeding you lies. For example, now it's unclear to me what happens if someone has an atopic pregnancy. Right. I mean, there are so many things that are unclear because they are literally unclear. That one always haunted me because it it's always to me, to me the I don't know, the 
I didn't, I never had an atopic pregnancy. Um, I've talked a lot. I have a lot of gynecological issues. Uh, like all my stuff was like glorping and fraggled. Yeah. And so it never worked. Um, but I've had to have DNCs as a part of like routine surgical care. Right. I've had it all done. I've had the transvaginal ultrasounds and the DNCs and all kinds of like, you know, my tubes are full of water. Like there's like glorps and monsters and little shadowy figures down there. And you just open it up. It's like full of those little, little finger monsters that like you used to get uh, like, and they're just like, blah, 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 blah. That, so that's <laughs> basically what my abdomen is filled with. Just googly eyes. Like, blah, 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 blah. um, that's where it's gynecological talk. It's just, <laughs> you just unzip it and something goes, blah, 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 and then you zip it back up again. Um, but I mean, certainly so many of my friends have had abortions. Yeah. So many of my friends have been sexually assaulted. So many of my friends, like, I've been assaulted, Dan. Yeah. And, um, you know, having your rights dictated by everybody's college rapist, Brett Kavanaugh, is pretty devastating. Uh, yeah. You know? So, I don't like it. I'm going to check my seems book. Seems reasonable. Right? Just looking at my book. How's, right how's it looking? Um, it, I mean, it seems fine. Get my ruler out. Let's check it with my ruler. Still the same on the ruler, Dan. It's a real bummer to talk about, Dan. Yeah. And we were like, how are we going to talk about this? Because it's it's not, we're in it, Dan. We're in it. We're in it. We're in it. And when we get to the second part of today's programming, we're going to talk about more about how we're in it. But there's yeah. going to be a lot more iced tea in the second part. I um, I mean, we talked we talked about your high school experience and my high school experience back when the draft of this ruling was leaked because mm -hmm. I feel like the most divergent thing about the two of us in at that era of our life is you were in Catholic school getting pro-life propaganda and uh, I was busy doing clinic defense with <sighs> a bunch of friends. Why? My, my, my hero. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's the, these, the networks that exi have existed, you know, I mean, the, the, the Chicago abortion fund, uh, my friend, Sarah, who used to do clinic defense with me when we were 17, like she's on the board, you know, like the, like these networks and things like that are, are something that I've been well familiar with for a long time, but they, but it's still, and, and thinking about, you know, just this weekend and seeing all of this and thinking about the, the battles. So this was in like the, the early nineties, very early nineties, you know, the, um, the battles that were being pitched because um, the pro-life movement at that point had become extremely violent, you know? Oh yeah. This the, the anti-abortion. Yeah. Yeah. They um, would bomb, they, they would kill doctors. Yeah. They would kill doctors. They would bomb clinics. Um, there were some very, very um, militant uh, anti-choice groups. Um, and I got involved because the, two of the most militant, one called the Lambs of Christ and another called the Missionaries to the Preborn, uh, had descended on clinics in Milwaukee and they wanted to shut down all of the um, all of the clinics in in Wisconsin and focused on on the Milwaukee area, which I think had the largest concentration of them at the time. Um, 
And so we would get up and drive, uh, you know, at ass early in the morning. Sometimes we would go and, and stay with people that would put people up uh, overnight. And part of the reason why we would do that is so that we could follow cars around <laughs> in the night uh, to find out what clinics they were scoping and all of that. And then you would get up super early so that you were at the clinics before they were. Um, you know, they, these were real fights. You know, these were, were, um, and now we're right back in it. Like we're in it now. I also want to say something to anyone who's so says Whovians, you're a nice group of people. I feel like if you're, if you're still here with us, we know who you are and you're good people. Yeah. Some of you will be against abortion. There's, I don't think it's going to be a ton of you that are like really anti-choice, but I think some of you will be just statistically. Or yeah. you're uncomfortable with the idea yeah. of like talking because we've been made to feel, I still feel it like vestiges of it, even though I'll proudly say I will aid in a better board. Like, but I feel the old vestiges of what, like it's all the this dirt still in my system. Yeah. Um, we're talking about like, nobody's like, hooray, I have to have an abortion. It's a right. medical procedure. In the same way that you're not like, hooray, I have to have an appendectomy. Like you're right. Or or hooray, I need I need surgery right. to save my life. Yeah. I mean, that's it is it is and should be a choice. That's yes. the point. You know? Mm-hmm. Um get it? don't get it that's the point of it being a choice that's which the, it, it no longer is in many places um so i am like there was a march on friday night and i decided to stay at home with oscar because he was about to go away and i was yeah. like you know what i fully support every march because i'm like this march we're just getting started and it's not just about marching the march right. is just a a way to deal with the emotions. Yeah. And so if you need to march to to like deal to be with other people, then you have to do that. We're also going to be this is a long haul. Yep. I felt very kind of calm about it in the sense like, okay. I know how to research. Right. I know how to sit and have a have a I know how to and I, am I prepared to aid in a bet? You bet your ass I am. Am yeah. I prepared to help anybody that what that if they needed to come to New York to have an abortion? You bet your ass I am. Will yeah. I help you? Yes, I will. I will say it out loud. I'm saying it. I I, I even like is as annoying as fucking Facebook at Maureen's Facebook moment, but like just as a kind of signal to like people I know that might be in other states that might have relatives. I'm like, come and stay at my house. Yeah. If you need my help. Like, I got a bedroom, I got a bathroom, I got a dog. I make great iced tea. We'll watch some TV. <laughs> I will take you to your procedure. Uh, you, I got your back. Yeah, I mean, I think that we are once again in a moment after seeing the truly anemic response from the White House. Um. We are once again in a moment where we realize that the only ones that are going to save us are us. Yep. You know? 
And as as you said at kind of the top of this, like there are existing networks that have been there for decades now. Um, and those networks have always been built around the idea that the only ones that will, you know, are, 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 the only ones that truly are going to look out for us are ourselves. Um, and so, yeah, looking into those networks, the National Network of Abortion Funds is a very good place to start. It is, as implied, a national level network of local grassroots abortion funds. Um, not only do can you give a kind of a blanket donation to them, but they also have links to uh, everyone in their network, every organization in their network all across the, the U.S. They also include a lot of very good information and up-to-date information on how to obtain an abortion if you need one, especially if you are in a state that no longer makes that easy. Uh, they are at abortionfunds.org. The Abortion Access Front is hosting a training on July 17th. It is a virtual training. I believe there are also um, in-person trainings happening all over the country. You can look into that at aafront.org. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, the new handbook for post-Roe America by Robin Marty is incredible. And Robin Marty is incredible. Uh, she works at a uh, at a clinic that has just shut down or, or didn't shut down. I should they're, they're trying they to, to keep stop it doing abortions. They are still doing all of their other health services. Um, but uh, but yeah, there are lots of places to begin researching and and many more than just those as well. But yeah, the White House had Dick for us. Oh, no, that's not true, Dan. You tell a lie. They had some <laughs> emails on tap, Dan. Yeah, how many $15 have you been hit up for? Oh, honestly, also the text, um, I think probably 18 or so, so far. Yeah, that sounds Possibly more. Right. They very much want $15. It's like, if you give us $15 now, we will figure this out in November. Will yeah. you? We're starting to see the limits of of what we've got in place. <laughs> yeah. I have thought a lot this weekend about whoever it was that leaked this decision. Mm. Nobody knows. You know, yeah. nearly two months ago. Who's this sneaky um, fucker? There have been, at, at one point, there was a belief that it was leaked by uh, someone on the conservative side of things in order to kind of hold the line if there was wavering happening now it's pretty clear that there was not wavering happening so then the kind of logic is that it was it was leaked from the left side of things in order to in order to give people a chance to get ready right and the aforementioned abortion funds and things like that they all got ready immediately you know um but the people in charge uh seem to have once again been caught fairly flat-footed on this one yeah, we all knew. If we all knew pretty much to the date and time when it was going to happen. Yeah. And we immediately started getting those emails five minutes later. Yeah, they knew to do that. But they have not articulated much of a plan, not to mention the fact that in, uh, in his opinion, Clarence Thomas, who wrote his own, explicitly named that they, that, other precedents, such as the one that grants the right to contraception, the one that made sodomy laws no longer apply, uh, the one that granted same-sex marriage, all of those should be revisited, too. You would think that that would light a fucking fire. What 
is happening, you guys, is right now as we're recording, it's June 28th. It's hot. We're drinking iced tea. And we're all at Action Park. <laughs> there are live wires in the wave pool. No there kidding. are the rides are made of concrete and the, the the water with the little dune with the little boats is full of snakes. You know, like we're all we're we're in dangerous waters. We and are. someone has just put us on a ride. <laughs> we're all staring down the dark tube of that loop-de-loop slide yeah we're in that loop-de-loop water slide one where as you get to the bottom you can go around the loop you lose all your teeth you get knocked unconscious then you get stuck and if you manage to get out of it it dumps you and it shoots you 10 feet out into the in the air into a freezing cold pool where you might just go into shock when you hit the water toothless with a head injury Or in this case, a mysterious bug bite. Now, Dan, that's not all. Because we are record- <laughs> We started recording as soon as I got off the, the messages, mess- messenger with my doctor. Uh, we recorded pretty much one, af- one hour after the end of the surprise bonus hearing. And yeah. it was not. It was on any other week. This would be, this is a real see you tomorrow kind of situation. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The uh, January 6th committee last night, Monday night, the 27th, announced that they were holding a unscheduled hearing for today. They did not say who it was. They said that they had new information that couldn't wait. And so uh, hearing today was with Cassidy Hutchinson, who was uh, the senior aide to Mark Meadows, the chief of staff. Um they went on, uh, they put up a little map at the very beginning of the hearing. You missed this part. They they put up a map of the White House to show where her desk was in relation to the rest of the West Wing offices and the entrance to the Oval Office. Essentially, her desk was sort of two doors down from the entrance to the um to the Oval Office. It was in a very small cluster of offices. She was sort of in the central hub of all of it. Um, so she was privy to a lot of conversation, uh, both directly and indirectly, and um, and was coming forward to testify. One thing that was sort of surprising in the like, we've got to get this now, is they actually did four video interviews with her uh, prior to this. So the, the, we were not getting kind of live, unfettered, we don't know what's happening. Like they knew a lot of a lot of the testimony was sort of playing a video clip of her and then kind of getting further information from her as as uh she went forward this this was not as in our watergate summer and this is we need a better this isn't our watergate summer this is our water park summer this is our bad water park <laughs> summer um this is a log flume you never wanted to go on you guys but we're on it put your arms up and scream scream if you want to go faster um, we this was not an Alexander Butterfield situation. Alexander Butterfield being the person in the Watergate hearings, who when they just kind of asked him a question like, "Were there any recording devices in the White House?" and they were expecting the answer to be no, and they were just kind of blowing smoke and just saying he was like, "Oh yeah," and then the whole thing just exploded. <laughs> this was not that. Yeah, 
But this is also the whole thing exploding because she was kind of in the room where it happened, the room where it happened. Like this yeah. was she's in the room. Yeah, fully privy to many conversations in the days leading up to January 6th uh, was there uh, in the White House on January 6th after the speech, but also was backstage at the Ellipse when the speech was happening. Um, So, yeah, she was very much a a if you wanted a fly on the wall at these various moments, she was that fly. And so was, her, her, yeah, her story, in case you didn't watch it or hear it, basically, here's the story she tells. She is the assistant um, and she is standing there and she says that just so it sounds like the part I missed was a lot of lead up that was like they all knew it was going to be bad. Yeah. Well, so so one thing actually that you missed in the in the lead up um a pretty early point, she describes Rudy having uh, meetings in the White House and then she accompanies him out of the White House. And he basically turns to her and is like, are you so excited about the 6th? And she's like, this is on January 2nd. I wrote that date down and circled it. Um, and she's like, well, what do you mean? And, and he's like, oh, well, the president's going to go to the Capitol. It's going to be historic. It's going to be amazing. Uh, you should talk to Mark Meadows about it. And she then is like, okay, and goes in and says to Mark Meadows, like, uh, so Rudy had some interesting things to say. And Mark Meadows is like, yeah, he wants to go to the Capitol. Like, so a lot of what was established early on was that this idea that Trump was going to the Capitol on the 6th after the um after the speech at the ellipse where he says he's going to the Capitol, right. Um, that they, that, that kind of that beginning portion was really establishing that that was the plan. Like the plan was that he was going to Capitol and that was kind of being pushed by Rudy. It was being pushed by Mark Meadows, uh, all the way up to 1230 on the sixth. Um, there were, you know, they were trying to get a safe route to the Capitol for him to go. Um, and then there's sort of this other contingent of people, um, the White House, uh, the White House Council, um, a guy named Tony Ornato, who is the deputy chief of staff for operations. Um, these folks are all just like, uh, no, no, this can't happen. Like, you are not going to the Capitol. I believe I'm trying. I wrote all of these things. I get. Yeah. So. Um, Cipollone, one of the White House counsels, says to her, you can't let him go to the Capitol on the 6th. Like this cannot happen and says, quote, we're going to get charged with every crime imaginable if you go to the Capitol. So what they were really trying to establish was that Everyone at the White House knew that going to the Capitol was a thing that the president wanted to do, that the going to the Capitol was a thing that the outside organizations that were agitating were wanted to do. We have a we have a story here, Dan, called Mr. Trump wants to go to the Capitol. Yeah, Mr. Trump wants to go to the Capitol. So now what starts happening is that he says he's going to the Capitol when he's not supposed to be going to the Capitol and texts are flying. Everyone's like, oh, oh. Oh, God, Jesus. 
oh god <laughs> he just said he's so the, the, the secret service and everybody's operations are all like oh god oh god damn oh gee, oh oh god damn it god damn it so they're trying to find a way for him to get there but in this yeah. time they also know that people are armed right that they've got guns and apparently spears and like yeah. spears come up at one point um and he knows all of these people are armed and he says let them in they're not here take, to hurt me they're not here to take take the magnometers down yeah let them in they're yeah. not here He's to hurt me he's pissed that there aren't enough people at the um at the like amphitheater that they had set up for his speech and there aren't as many people as could fill it because there's so many people with various weapons Mm-hmm. That don't want to pass through the Secret Service uh, magnometer, um, or as they kept referring to the mags. Um, nobody that so many people didn't want to pass through the mags because they would have to give up their weapons. That there were more people out of this area than there were in, and he was livid. He was pissed backstage, and he kept just yelling at people to remove the security, you know, take the security away, take away the mags so that the people could come because he just kept saying, they're not here to hurt me. (laughs) Yeah. So he knows they're armed and he's saying, you got to let those people in. Yeah. Let those people in. So, so the secret service is like, Oh God. So they get him in the car. Cause he, I guess he, there's talk about him marching or walking and they're like no he's like he's gonna drive and he's like i want to go to the Capitol." they get him in the car they get him in the car and he is yelling from the back seat that he wants to go to the Capitol. well so yeah he wants to go to the Capitol. nobody has fully and explicitly told him that he's not going to the Capitol yet (laughs) mark meadows at that moment is basically like oh yeah there's a guy who i wrote down the name is bobby angle but I'm not he, and he's some level of security like, oh, Bobby's got more information about that in the beast, right? In the in the car, in his the presidential limo. Just get get, so, get that. Get him in the car. He's just like, get him in the car. And so he gets in the car and Bobby Angle's like, yeah, Mr. President, we're not going to the Capitol. Like, we have to get you back to the West Wing. Because remember, like the timeline that's been well established at this point is like there is already a pitched battle happening on the Capitol steps by the time his speech wraps up. And so Maureen, how does the president take it inside the beast? So there's the fight going on. The Capitol is under siege. He's, he's screaming from the backseat. Get me the Capitol. And there's Mr. President. We're going to the West wing. Apparently what Trump does is he reaches forward Attempts to grab the steering wheel. (laughs) And also. Attempts to put the head of his secret service detail that's in the car. Into a headlock. Well, no, he so he reaches for the steering wheel. This guy, Bobby Angle, kind of gets his hands off the steering wheel is like, Mr. President, we are not going. He reaches for Bobby Angle, and when asked where, and this is all being relayed to her uh, once they were back at the White House. This is all being relayed to her by Mark Meadows in Mark Meadows' office. Um, or no, maybe it's not Mark Meadows. Maybe it is um, this uh, the other guy. Not Tony Orlando, but similar. Tony Ornato. I think it's Tony Ornato who has 
uh, Buddy Angle in his office. And he's like telling this whole thing. She's like, you know, the Buddy Angle guy just looks like a wreck. Uh, So he reaches for Buddy Angle's clavicles. He literally is going to strangle that man. Yeah. In the limousine. Yeah. Because he's stopping him from taking the steering wheel. Yeah. And driving to the Capitol. Yeah. So. <laughs> the president is having a shit fit. Attempting to gain control of the car. And assaulting his security staff and trying to strangle him. Now, yeah. I'm assuming that's a battle Trump's going to lose. Yeah, and does goes back to the White House. So, what did they do? Do you do you think that they like hit him or something? Like, what, I don't know. I don't know. You kind like, of wish that that buddy Dan, dude. What do you would, do uh... if the president tries to <laughs> strangle you in the back of a car? Yeah, I think that. I think that. I mean, my guess is Donald Trump. If you were to raise a hand to him, he would cower. Right. So, um. But he was very mad. They shuttle him back to the White House. He basically goes to the dining room outside. Uh, the Oval Office, and nobody wants to go in. In fact, there's sort of a there are m- multiple images that she paints of going into Mark Meadows' office, and he's just sort of semi catatonic, sitting on a couch, scrolling his phone, and she like can't get him to snap oh, out of it. Slow down, because this is my favorite part. Not just the part where he's the, the Trump has started a fight in the back of a car. <laughs> then, so this this woman is, is like. I got to get my boss to do something. And the guy, because I know this feeling where you're fully checked out. And you're like, so look at my phone. Just look at my phone. Nothing I can do. I'm just look at my phone. And she keeps saying, she keeps going to the door like, hey, <laughs> they're, they're getting, they're kind of, um, they're, they're, they're kind of, they're going to get in the Capitol soon. And they have one friend in there. And that's, imagine having one friend in there and it's Jim Jordan. That's just sad. But they're like, did anyone check on Jim? Because <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they they just broke through. And uh, I don't know, like, we should probably check to see if Jim's still alive. <laughs> and finally, finally, he's like, I guess. Just call. Fine. Go see if, see if Jim's alive. Call him, I guess. I don't even care anymore. I don't want this stupid job want to go to circus school like so he's just ha- like he has checked like he has left the building mentally he's just yeah. like because the, and then she's like what and she's and she says well what do you, he has to do something and he's like he doesn't want to do anything yeah so finally she they rouse him well yeah they 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 are able she is able to kind of get him to come back comes to running life. down the yeah, hall yeah exactly the Cipollini lawyer comes, comes in booking down the hall like oh his hair on fire and he's yeah he's got his hands are like, he's like, we need to talk to the fucking president. Mark Meadows is like, no, but he, he doesn't want to talk to anyone. So we got, he's like, it doesn't guy. matter. And then we like, got the guy that's just like, it doesn't, who even cares anymore? Stupid. Yeah. I'm just going to listen matters. to Marcy. So you know, she's got, he's got, mute, got headphones on. He's listened to all by myself. So they go, the other Cipollini comes in. He goes, we got to go. So they go to the dining room. And yeah. the only thing, Mark Meadows says, is he gives her both his phones, says, yeah, let me know if Jim calls. <laughs> let me know if Jim's alive. So she, they go off and Jim finally calls. And I guess he's like, I'm here. I got my sleeves rolled up. I got my jacket off. 
they're trying to kill us or whatever it is Jim Jordan says. Yeah. Um, Because Jim Jordan can absolutely eat shit. But anyway, he's alive. Uh, so she goes like, I guess I got to go tell him Jim Jordan's alive. Like this must have, this is a weird day she's having to be fair. Yeah. Like, fuck her for yeah. working there. But like, she's having a real weird day. She's having a day. She's been having so she a goes, week. So she goes to, the, goes to the door of the dining room where they're all having this meeting. She's like, she knocks on the door. She holds up the phone, like Jim's alive. And so he comes over to talk to Jim and she gets to hear what's going on through the door. Yeah. Now she's, she has direct, like the door is open. She can yeah. hear what's happening. And inside, they're talking about Mike Pence. Yeah, they're talking about the fact that people are chanting, hang Mike Pence at the Capitol at that very moment. Yeah. Because I don't know if I've pointed this out before. They were going to kill Mike Pence. They were going to kill that guy. They were going to kill <laughs> they were that gonna guy. kill that guy. That guy was a dead man. That guy, they were going to kill that guy. They were going to kill Mike Pence. And they're just sitting there chatting about it like it's pretty fine. Yeah. And he and so what she hears him say specifically, and I quote, Mike deserves it. They were getting Dan. <laughs> Dan. Yeah. So but she's Maureen, the like, most <laughs> go the on. most important part of the meeting in the dining room is the fact that Donald Trump had previously to Cipollone coming in. And part of the reason why they were all so nervous about going into the dining room was because Donald Trump had thrown his lunch against the wall. And for says Whovians, uh, all of whom DM'd and added me and Maureen at the moment of this, this little part. Thank you. This is says who catnip because not only does Donald Trump throw his lunch against the wall, but then there is just this little five-minute point in the January 6th committee meeting where they document all of the various times that Donald Trump, prior to this moment, has lost his temper and thrown his lunch, and as well as, and I quote, Flipping the tablecloth so that everything on the table is is left, throwing dishes against the wall, and this one after uh, Bill Barr, the attorney general at the time in December, gave an interview to the Associated Press, basically being like, "There is no fraud." Donald Trump loses his mind in the lunchroom, and. Cassidy Hutchinson happens to be walking by at that moment where an aide is having to clean it up and she goes and she helps wipe ketchup off the wall. So so she she describes this whole scene where she's like, so I came in and he pointed to the wall and I got a sponge and. Um, they're, and they're telling this sad story about the two of them cleaning the ketchup off the wall. And they, they just ask her very gently. And was this the first time that the president was known to have thrown plates? <laughs> she said, just so she just sounded so sad. And she went, no. <laughs> so this guy, this guy 
every time, basically between the election and January, that he gets a piece of bad news. And there was a lot just, of bad news. There was a lot of bad news. He's just picking up plates. He's just throwing them against the wall. <laughs> and they're scraping ketchup off the walls. It's the, this is terrible, but it's the goddamn funniest thing that's ever happened. Oh, yeah. Without it is, a doubt. It is the funniest thing that's ever happened. So I just, he is throwing ketchup on the walls. He is trying to strangle his secret service. <laughs> it was. <laughs> he's trying to strangle. <laughs> and he's more than happy with them killing Mike Pence. And he's trying to get the. <laughs> he's reaching for his. I will drive the car. <laughs> he's so mad. <laughs> he's so mad. He's so mad. He's so mad. <laughs> he's so mad. He's a very mad man. Oh my god, Dexy's come over because she thinks I'm not okay. Come here, girl. Come here, it's okay. Come here. Yeah, it's okay. So Mom's this, all right. While it's this okay. testimony was amazing and also unscheduled, uh, the January 6th hearings are going to continue into July. Uh, there were, Benny Thompson, the co-chair, at the end sort of put out a plea that if uh, that if Miss oh, Hutchinson's... Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if her testimony had jogged anyone's memory. Oh, let's not skip over this part, Dan, because I felt like this was the most amazing part in a lot of ways. I picked yeah. up Dexie and I'm not sure how she feels about it. She's like, I'm sort of OK with it, but I don't know. Um, they kind of add a little coda on the end. Yeah. It's a little like middle of the closing credit sequence. Yeah. That shows a preview of what's to come. They're like, by the putting way, De putting Dexy on your lap has moved your mouth very okay, far sorry. from the microphone. Okay. There you <laughs> You're like, it sounds like I'm in another room. What's well, because I'm there we go. So um, it's like a it's like a final credit sequence. They're like, by the way. So uh, we've been hearing about uh, some reports from some people who have uh, testified. And a couple of them have shared some correspondence that they've gotten with us. And the yeah. correspondence is not exactly, but basically. So, uh, you know, the president, he reads uh, the transcripts every day and we know you're loyal. So, you know, if you want to, don't want anything, it'd be a, you got a real nice face. It's a shame if yeah. anything happened to it. So uh, we know you're going to be loyal when you get up in front. So a little soupçon, a little uh, teaser that what's to coming is witness tampering, mob style witness, yeah. witness tampering. Yeah. It didn't fully explain why they rushed this testimony. I, I there's a, there's I a, there's, there's a, a bit risk. that's kind of stuck in my craw on the fact that kind of, they put this forward as like, there's new damning stuff that we can't wait on. I still not totally sure what it is as much as I love 
the fight in the beast and the ketchup on the wall. I don't know that that had to be told to us today. Right. They never explicitly say that she's being fucked with. Right. And that they needed to rush her testimony and, and get her into protection and things like that. So it's, it's still a little bit of a mystery. Why now? But um, but Benny Thompson does sort of at the end be like, hey, if you uh, are previously test you know if we took your deposition and you happen to forget some stuff and this reminded you get in touch um you know so it does seem like they're hoping that the level of detail that she had will will ring some bells um but there is more certainly to come on the january 6th they're going to pick back up in july there are at least two sessions scheduled for july who knows though and yeah, uh was, and this one was it was quite it was a good and apparently, time. Apparently, I'm trying. If you see me looking, it's because apparently in the last hour or so, Mick Mulvaney has come out and said, "I know her, and I don't think she's lying." Yeah, there've been a number of people from the White House that that. I mean, she is not just sort of like some some random staffer. She comes from the con- being congressional aides, and you know, she's a very high placed, very seems highly respected, at least highly respected among a whole bunch of pieces of shit. So, you know, there's that. But um, she she had been retaining kind of Trump lawyers. And a month ago, she switched lawyers. Um, and I guess the lawyer that she moved to is someone associated with Jeff Sessions. So, you know, it's not like she's walking with the angels at all. But uh, she no. sure did. She sure did show up and uh, and tell some tales. And she, this is she the seems tale. real sad. Yeah, I mean, I think she's she's going to go through some things now, and and that is really unfortunate. And I think you know it's been well established at this point that coming forward and actually telling the truth is is um, you know puts a puts a mark on you in the in that world. So certainly hope the best for her. But Maureen Johnson, I am noticing that it is very hot inside this trailer, so I need to. Move us forward and say that Says Who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon Question, at patreon.com. Yes. Is there a potential see you tomorrow situation if anything else kind of comes out with this? I mean, there's always a potential see you tomorrow situation. And uh, and they, I am in decent internet for the next uh, week and a half. So If they dragged Mark Meadows in there. I mean, that's certainly there's a lot of questions that Mark Meadows could answer that uh, we're kind of left dangling for sure. But yeah, I would if, imagine if, that right now, Mark Meadows is sitting on his sofa, staring at his phone. At his phone. <laughs> I think so. I will say that is the most relatable thing I've ever learned oh, yeah. about Mark Meadows. Absolutely. I have certainly been there. I was there on January 6th too. Mm-hmm. Me and Mark Meadows slumped on our couches, scrolling our phones. So mm-hmm. been there, Mark. I know how it feels, but says who? is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com. Yes, Morgan. I just want to, I just want to extend. You're just um, trying to draw this out till I actually pass out from the heat. I, no, I'm not, Dan. I just want to say that if you don't feel up to facing the congressional committee, Mark Meadows, you have an open invitation. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you want to come, come on over. We've, we've been there, my man. We've been yeah. there. We're happy to talk you through it. We're very friendly. And we're happy. Mm-hmm. You want to talk to us? You come talk to us, Mark. I, I, I mean, so A, I have spent time slumped on a couch yeah. scrolling phone. B, yeah, I have two children, so I have cleaned a lot of food off of walls. Right. 
we're very so, sympathetic listeners. So, you know, yeah. just if you're listening, Mark. Yeah. Come on back. Are you gonna, you're starting to get a little pink. I'm real sweaty. It's, it, it suddenly really switched from being kind of a little hot to a lot hot in here. So I need to get the AC on. So I'm going to say that says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who where every Sunday, but not this Sunday, July 3rd, but the following Sunday for sure, because it's already been recorded. You want to hear Dan and Maureen from weeks ago now. Next Sunday's your jam. Yeah. Remember uh, we when we didn't know shit at the time, we're yeah. like, we don't know shit about what's going to happen. I mean, we admitted it. Yeah. You can join the join the time warp by the following Sunday's. Uh, thing but then that's at patreon.com slash says who our theme music is performed by ted leo our logo is designed by darth you can contact us at says who podcast on twitter you can email at hey that is h-e-y at says who podcast.com you can join the discussion on facebook at slash group slash says whovians a lot of says whovians looking out for each other during these very difficult times our facebook group is moderated by janice dillard if you want to join the fan run discord server you can go to tinyurl.com slash says who discord please spread the word subscribe please leave stars and reviews on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen and you can join us next wednesday july 6th for our very next episode from my trailer in lions colorado i am dan sinker and for wherever, wherever the hell in space and time i am <coughs> they were absolutely were gonna kill that guy i saw you looking at your spider or your bug bite yeah i was supposed to check it after an hour it's the same all right all right well that's good Hey, you that's guys, Maureen Johnson. Take care out there. Throw some ketchup. Stare at your phone. It's going to be fine. And remember, these fuckers were miserable. So take some solace in that. And <laughs> you know what they are right now? They're really fucking sad and scared. It's true. Let that feed you. This has been Says Who. Make some iced tea, my friends. I gotta go turn this AC on. Turn it on. You look like a ham. It's really hot.